Welcome to Infinity Rewatch, everybody. I am Ryan J. Marvel. I'm sorry, Ryan, but I have trademarked your name. You're no longer able to use it. Mm, well, you can't because I've been using it. Uh, you know, the, the fans have dubbed me Ryan J. Marvel, and I've been using this as my own personal name since the beginning, since before you wanted to use it with your sham show. Okay, I guess I'll be Andrew Fantasia then. Whatever. <laughs> She-Hulk, 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 She-Hulk. <laughs> oh, so good. Wow, this was a fun episode. Uh, it was another very quick one. Very, very quick one. Uh, but it's it got the job done. It was a very She-Hulk-focused episode, which I like. But uh, before we get to that, we'll do a little quick recap, Ryan, because a little bit of stuff happened. Uh, and if you're watching this on the Digital Charcuterie YouTube channel, you might notice our background. Uh, our faces are covering it, but our background has a little bit of uh, artwork from something that happened this past week. Ryan, what happened this past week? We got the Willow well, trailer, right? That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, yeah, we had D23 this past weekend. Uh, and crazy day oh my god jam-packed honestly the show was a lot longer than i had anticipated i honestly thought kevin feige would be like quick and quick and clean you know keeping it professional and just coming in hey these are the projects we got boom 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 boom. all right thank you bye peace love everybody <laughs> uh but what excites me is that i don't know i'm thinking next year we try to go to that thing because that's going to be the fantastic four year I, I think we need to start the campaign of, like, we need to go to D23 next year. <laughs> However, they decide to do it. Ooh, but, I never uh, thought of that. I know, right? That, that, that's going to be a year to go because Fantastic Four being announced? Oh, my God. So, first of all, my our, our predictions were way off, uh, or at least most of them. <laughs> yeah, all of mine, I think. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure most of mine as well. Um but you know what? It wasn't a disappointing year. It was still a strong year for Marvel. Very. And what's crazy is like they still didn't talk about like half the stuff that was being worked on, right? Like San Diego Comic Con got a peak, a peak at Guardians of the Galaxy, and here they didn't even talk about it. But it kind of it was kind of a, a teachable lesson here. This D23 was exact gave you exactly what's happening next that is all they did they literally have focused on where the story is going and giving you exactly what you need to know and they dropped some great trailers they dropped uh, that we actually got to see now if you attended the live audience you got to see a lot more um but uh they talked about they talked about ant-man quant ant-man and the wasp quantum mania they talked about uh, Loki season two, they talked about Thunderbolts. They talked about Captain America, new order and dropped a pretty major announcement there. They talked about, um, Daredevil. They talked about secret invasion. They talked about the, the Halloween special, uh, werewolf by night, which is confirmed it's happening. They talked about Ironheart. They talked about, uh, oof, man, so many things. I feel, I feel like I covered it all, unless I'm forgetting. Oh, no, they talked about the Marvels. Uh, so they covered yes. quite a wide range of content here. And there's a there's a lot to unpack, uh, first of all. I feel like Loki, they introduced a pretty big actor for it, but we don't know who they're using this actor for, like what character you're using this actor for, how that's going to play in the whole thing, and then play it, and talk about that um interesting enough yeah no uh, the only thing they announced with fantastic four is that they announced that the director is confirmed this director is really good he's actually really good at dealing with ensemble casts he is known to be a more comedic uh director but after watching uh after watching uh what matt matt webb mark webb are you talking about amazing spider-man uh, yeah, I'm talking about the Spider-Man director. Yeah, Mark Webb. Webb. Mark Webb, thank you. Yeah. Uh, after Mark Webb, I watched a little behind-the-scenes thing that Sony released, and he was talking, and it sounds obvious when I say it out loud back to like our audience here, but he was saying, like, in the end, I didn't want to make a Spider-Man movie. 
he said my pitch was, and this is the, and then they like apparently like Marvel and and Sony were sold on it from the get go. He's like, I wanted a John Hughes high school movie. Oh wait, sorry, you're talking about John Watts, the new Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, sorry, John. Oh, Watts. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, so he's like with with Tom Holland's movies. I wanted to create a John Hughes high school movie that has Spider-Man in it. And that was his goal. And it worked. Cause if you think about it, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, freshman year, he was very much like, you know, very much a nerd starting to like girls, you know, obviously obsessing over Liz and, you know, and then juggling his responsibilities, right. Just like any teenager would. Um, and then the second movie, you know, he's a bit older now. He's he's more making more mature decisions. Uh, and at the same time, you know, he's he's starting to understand what love is. And and as he and then in his final years as a senior, you know, he's a, a full blown making his own choices. You know, if if he creates a problem, he's got to fix it. And so with this new director, this new comedic director, I'm hoping that there's the same kind of look at Fantastic Four, like what story are you going to tell? Now that was a long tangent, but to bring it back to focus here, um, clearly the next steps of the story is going to be very, very clear. Uh, we got Black Panther coming next, and uh, they they're still in final cuts, which is pretty dope. Um, and uh, and yeah, and of course it's got Namor. People are very excited about Namor. Uh, but we did get a little more insight into the story. So this is a, a war of attrition and that more people are after the vibranium. And and Wakanda's lost its king. That's what we know. Right. I mean, the second they told the UN that Wakanda has all that vibranium, it's just you're opening the floodgates for trouble. And mm -hmm. here it comes. So mm -hmm. it's all and that, that movie's like less than two months away, Ryan. It is it is coming uh, real soon. I'm surprised that we have not got a release date for the tickets or the movies, the actual date yet. Yeah, that's true. It's just still November. I thought it was November like 8th or something, but I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Because when the trailer played, when I went to the movies the other day, it just said November. So yeah, yeah they're they're playing it fast and loose with these uh, these release dates. They're really keeping us in suspense. But you're right about tales of suspense. I see what you did there. I see what you did there, and that was a tale to astonish as well. Ooh. You astonished me with that. Uh, but you're right about D23. It's like this show was, and a lot of people were poo pooing on it afterwards because that's what Twitter does. But you have to look at this like if the because uh, it's an info dump. It, it was an info dump. We got so much information. But if you look you know, at... I'm going to summarize it right now for all those yeah. people who are angry out there. It literally answered the question, what's next? And yes, it may not have been as far, as far out as you would have hoped, but that's okay because it's about what's next. Exactly. That's what we want to know. And yes, the Comic-Con thing is exciting and sexy and flashy because we get the big you know, chart there that shows us all the logos and stuff. But if this is a car show, Comic-Con is showing us all the different models of cars that they're going to come out with. What D23 did was it said, let's open the door of each car and just look at one thing each car is going to be able to do. And Very well put. I don't think, thank you. I don't think a lot of people were ready for that. And then you, on top of that, you got all this YouTube hype of people saying they're going to announce Emily Blunt or what. It's like, relax. Just let, let Marvel announce what they're going to announce. So that, uh, I think that show went really well for me. The highlights were Werewolf by Night trailer. Cause you're, you're looking at a universal horror fan. So that trailer was everything to me. And the fact that we are getting Mr. Samuel Stearns finally coming back. Tim Blake. To lead something. He's going to lead <laughs> a thing. And Captain America is going to follow. You know what's interesting about that? Is it kind of completes, it kind of fully shuts the case on phase one. You know what I mean? Like all the villains, everything's all sorted. We've seen them all, except for the one they teased, which was the leader. 
And now, so many years later, we finally have pulled that character out from phase one. And now we're finally going to, you know, close that, close that book, which is, in my opinion, is fantastic. I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, and the leader's a fun character. He is a fun, fun character done right. So very much looking forward to it. But it's interesting. It's interesting because when that, when that happened, the other thing is, is timing. Now, I'm a little concerned because the leader is a Hulk villain. And yeah. usually the leader is found near the Wrecking Crew. And the Wrecking Crew mentioned that uh, they were working for somebody. And so I'm a little worried that, like, yes, it's exciting to have that announcement. And I, if I were the actor, Tim Blake, I would love to be announced at D23, just being there with all those directors and stuff and, and other actors. It's just such an honor. But at the same time, I'm a little worried that, like, we know he's out there and we know he's coming. What if they tease him in She-Hulk? And then, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, like, spoiled. Ah, I see what you mean. But that, that is a good point. Like, you're, you're saying you would have rather just seen him pop up in the show and have that mm -hmm. surprise. Um, well, we know that with timing, they've been pretty precise, especially with the, the overlap, like, getting Kingpin one week before we get Charlie Cox kind of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the 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 way they sort of synergize that uh, has been very purposeful. So maybe this uh, this announcement does tie into something that's going to happen in Shield. Uh, and you're right; it would have been cool to just see him offhand and you know have that shock value of oh my god, look who it is. Um, but I think a, a reason that might maybe be the, the their uh, logic behind this is maybe when we see him as leader whether it's cgi makeup whatever maybe he's going to be totally unrecognizable as tim blake nelson so maybe they wanted to kind of make that shout out now um that's the only thing i can think of but i feel like that's like part of their their strategy like i, I firmly am in the camp that the reason they didn't give us fantastic forecasting is because those are going to be characters who pop up like this whole thing about Dr. Doom potentially popping up in, in Wakanda forever. Like it's going to be a thing where it's not going to be announced on a stage. It's going to be revealed when we're sitting in a theater and then we scream and everybody cries and goes home happy. So uh, maybe this is a different case. I don't know, but you're right. It would have been cool to see him on, on there with the, all the forehead veins Mm -hmm. and whatnot so. it would no i i and I, again it could still happen it could easily still happen to get a reveal but i mean at this time like at, at this point like i'm really trying to like i'm really trying to keep uh a moderate level of perception on how these things are going to play out like as much as i think a mutant could be introduced at some point I mean, we got one with Miss Marvel, but I don't know, like, in terms of an X-Men character now at this point, I don't... It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, but yeah, no, but you're absolutely right. It's, it's a good point uh, to make about that. And yeah, I mean, it's just... I just hope that if we see the leader in the She-Hulk show, I wish they would have waited. Or, like, or Kevin Feige could have teased it and and just say, like, hey... Just to let you know, we're bringing back an old character. You don't even need to say who, what, when, where, or why, and just leave it at that. And then, and then yes, and then you know, reveal. But yeah, I mean, it yeah. So definitely, Captain America: New World Order, very exciting. Um, so yeah, we got Werewolf by Night. And fun fact, we had a call out from one of uh, one of our uh, friends saying that Man Thing is in the trailer, and there he was, full Man Thing action. Dude, the Man Thing makes me so happy. The fact that he is in there and he's like some next level like magic he's in the magic world he's a big deal uh the little i know of man thing he's a big deal in the magic world he's the protector of of the is he the protector of the multiverse is that what you told me about him 
Yeah, he's a very he's a he's a protector of the multiverse. Yeah, so he's this is what a perfect place to put him, right? We're kind of in the saga with the multiverse in it. So him being in there, now I'm just excited to see him in color with the green skin and the red eyes. Um and I'm assuming World Finite is all gonna be black and white, which is beautiful. I love that. Uh but hopefully, you know, the werewolf comes back and man thing comes back, and we get to see them in blazing color somewhere, maybe in blade. Maybe. Uh, people are asking for season two of Moon Knight for him to cross paths with uh, Werewolf. Yeah. And uh, but uh, they did not. They did not say anything. Obviously, they're keeping their uh, lock and key on a season two of Moon Knight and everything. So that would be pretty cool for sure. Um, the next big one I want to talk about is, of course, um, I would love to talk about Daredevil, but to be honest, it was literally just a "Hey, how you doing?" You know, shake hands. Good to see you guys. Uh, it's going to be like a, apparently, quote unquote, a soft reboot, which means like they're going to cherry pick essentially what they want it to be. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Cox did an interview saying that it's going to be. He says that he doesn't really know, but you know, one cool thing that they got to do with She-Hulk is they got to, you got when he did She-Hulk, you got to see a much lighter tone of uh matt murdoch which was good it was good to kind of give him that versatility uh but daredevil born again uh very excited for that i mean eight, 18 episodes that's that's a lot that's that's a lot of that's a lot of coverage that's essentially that's like three seasons of daredevil that we've already had technically uh and yeah it's it's pretty crazy um so i don't know what they're gonna try to cram in that but if you're like if you're smart daredevil's been he's crossed a lot of paths with a lot of different people so you could make that a critical juncture and and have a lot of cross-pollination of characters which feige likes to do but at this point again that's just me getting a little ahead of my uh, self. And this is, I think this is also why people got a little disappointed because everyone who is anyone was all going in saying, we're going to get Wolverine. We're going to get fantastic four. We're going to get, you know, Dr. Doom announcement. And you know what, after, after seeing it, I, I was a little disappointed as well. I felt that way, but upon reflection, I'm like, no, what did Kevin Feige set out to do? He set out to tell you exactly what's going to happen in the, with this, the stories it's all it's all there it's all at this point you can you should not even begin to question where is this going you know where this is going Uh, too many people put the cart before the horse and they disappointed themselves exactly and so but the one i want to talk about that's the most interesting to me is the thunderbolts that one to me is very interesting it's just going to be them singing the refrain from bohemian rhapsody Thunderbolt lightning, very, very frightening for two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I actually think it's going to be more of uh, the Simpsons streetcar named Desire musical. You know, it's just, uh, you know, the friend you haven't met kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tipper Pledge, you won't regret it. A stranger is just, just a, a friend. You haven't met. Hey, cool. She can fly. <laughs> <laughs> this is her descent into madness. But interesting enough, that wasn't talked about too much. I know we well, we kind of hinted at it, but we didn't we didn't deep dive into it. Where's Zemo? Zemo is supposed to be like the leader of the Thunderbolts. Oh, he'll and be it, and in the in the show synopsis, he's in it. He's he's like a big headlining like Zemo and the Thunderbolts kind of thing. And in this thing, they didn't even put him in the picture. They did not even put him in the picture. He'll the be hell? there. He'll be there. Maybe you know it's it's their equivalent of the Suicide Squad. And even with the Suicide Squad, there was always like one or two outlier characters who didn't play, you know, well with the rest of the group and they just kind of did their own thing. So yeah. Zemo will be there. There's no way they're making a Thunderbolts movie without him. He's going to be part of it. Who knows? Maybe he's their adversary, but it, it, he is he's coming. He is coming. Maybe, who knows? Maybe he just didn't even have a, a new costume so they didn't feel the need to do this artist's rendition of him well what i thought was interesting too is they brought back the red guardian which i thought was really out of the out of the far left field here never have guessed that we'd see red guardian again i know and 
And the other thing, too, is, of course, with Red Guardian, we're getting Taskmaster. Now, Taskmaster's been in an interesting debacle with this whole Black Widow movie. Um, it's not the not the uh, actress's fault. By no means, it's not her fault. This is a good. Is a good. Hey, you get a role like this, you're gonna want to bite it. You you want to be part of the history that is the MCU. Um, but I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised that they're bringing back Taskmaster just because of the reception of it. Which which leads me to believe that I think they're gonna they're gonna do something cool to redeem the character with the fans. I, I there's a real and and what why I say that is because of the way the mask is designed in the concept art. It's a bit more characterized, like it has more of a face to it. Um, but I have a feeling they're going to redeem the character in that show. I have a really big feeling that they're going to do that. Yeah, I think Taskmaster is going to be a lot of fun. And that's another character that I was surprised to see in this, even though we knew she'd be back at some point because she mm -hmm. lived, right? So. I, but when I saw her, I was like, oh, oh, cool. Okay, they're, they're bringing her back pretty quickly. This whole movie basically looks like Black Widow 1.5 in a way. Uh, so I, I really It does feel like did. that. It does feel like that. And that's another interesting layer to it. Because, you know what? We got three, three out of the six, almost four out of six characters that are in the Thunderbolts are all related to the Black Widow movie in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So that's really interesting to me um and so yeah but i'm i'm really curious how they're going to fix taskmaster because that's going to be a big point of contention now kevin feige can completely overlook it and just be like you know what it is what it is and you guys have to accept it yeah. but but at the same time feige's done a good job when fans don't like where a character is going they kind of steer it back steer the character into a new direction Right, they're they're good at kind of not swerving the car into a different lane, but just kind of lightly course correcting so it doesn't feel jarring and making this mm -hmm. character, whatever character, feel fresher. Uh, for me, the the thing that hinges on this movie is we all know these characters are great. We know all these people are are fun. We've spent time with them. We know they're going to play well with each other, and it's going to be a fun time, and we're going to enjoy ourselves. But to me, this movie is going to be only as good as whoever their opponent is going to be. Um, and I don't know who Thunderbolts, canonically speaking, is used to throwing down with, but it, whoever they have to be pit up against is, I think, going to make the difference between this being an okay movie and, like, a movie that we hold up next to, like, Civil War as one of the greats. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know if it's going to be, like, another Civil War kind of movie, to be honest with you. It, it might seem that way because the Thunderbolts are obviously under government jurisdiction. So, uh, I mean, they could finally settle the Avengers. But at this point, the Avengers have dis disbanded anyway. So I don't know why there would be that, that kind of conflict. Uh, unless something happens beforehand that reunites them, but... We're not seeing an Avengers movie till way after. So yeah, no, this is it. The Beatles are done. This is Paul McCartney and Wings now. This is this is what this. Movie yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but what I can say, and again, let's let let's kind of let my mind go wild for a second here. One part of stories that I'm noticing is getting bigger trends as we watch She-Hulk and and Miss Marvel and and uh, these Disney Plus shows. Uh, is that superpowered people are popping up everywhere. Yeah. So if that's the case, then that's the reason for the Thunderbolts to like take on maybe a superpowered character like Magneto. Doesn't have to be Magneto, but like a character who's clearly too big to 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 tame or a group that's too big to tame. And you send a cleanup squad to go do it, and this is that squad. I like it. That's perfect. They're, they're, they're wet work. They're expendable wet work people. And uh, mm -hmm. the Contessa is just sending them off with a wave and saying, you know, if you come back alive, maybe I'll throw in a little bonus for you. But if you don't, adios. And then that's yeah. it. And that's, uh, that's what they signed up for in a way. So, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. this is going to be a really interesting 
progress now to see chart how this movie gets developed and what we end up seeing in terms of the story and details and villain uh, or rather adversary because they're all most of them are kind of villains to begin with uh so yeah uh, thunderbolts is going to be a ton of fun a great way to close out phase five um oh and i almost forgot to tell you last week i did forget to tell you last week so i'm telling you now uh crazy story you ever heard of uh you ever been to the website board game geek yes okay so they're like the go-to board game website right and they have a youtube channel and on their youtube channel they you know they'll get a game and they'll just do like a full video that would be like two hours long of them sitting around and playing the game and showing how it's played and i was watching a video that they did because uh, there's an et board game that came out like a couple months ago so i was watching this video and guess who's in their crew playing this game with them is it it's, it's not it's like is it will will no Wheaton? it's not will Wheaton. although i love i love his board game videos they're so yeah his, his are fun yeah, uh, man. Oh, I think I, of I the probably... most out there guess you could possibly think of, and then go further than that. I I don't know. You get you think I'm just gonna be able to predict it, but you're giving me such a wild shot in the dark. I mean, like, oh my god, I need like a, a hint. Like, give me a hint that I can that can help guide me a little bit here. Um, it's a a, a female. Okay. From Marvel. Wow. Okay. Wild shot in the dark here. And it's okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. Is it? Oh man. I feel like it's got to be something super ridiculous. Uh, it's not ScarJo. It's not. No, it's not as mainstream as ScarJo. Think, think way outside the box. Is it Mantis? No, but you're on the right track in terms of like outside the box. Oh, oh, is it Karen Gillian? No. Oh. I'll tell you, it's it the it's Deborah Ann Wall, the actress who played uh, Karen Page. Oh She's, wow! I'm I'm looking at her, I'm like, damn, that looks a lot like. Karen Page, and and it is. I'm like, why she's playing board games with these people? That's just what and she does. Know, she's it, a big gamer in real life, apparently. Oh man, you know it's funny. It's, that that should have been my that should have been my first guess, and I'll tell you why. Because I watched a documentary on Dungeons and Dragons, and she was one of the narrators, and that she was huge into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, but she's a big gamer. She's a big gamer. Yeah, I was very it. surprised when I saw her there, but that's so cool. So I hope uh, somebody casts her. I hope she's already been cast in the, the Dungeons and Dragons movie that's coming out next year. And if not, somebody get on that and cast her in the sequel. Well, like, Come a lot, uh, a lot of people. So when when Vincent D'Onofrio was was like rediscovered as Kingpin in Hawkeye, a lot of attention was back on him and uh, Charlie Cox about like their return. Like everyone's like, oh my god. Vincent D'Onofrio's like, hey, you know what would be great, too, if Karen Page came back? And then everyone got on the, the Karen Page train. Um, but yeah, I, I think that she needs to come back in the MCU. I don't even think she has to be Karen Page again. She could be another character. I mean, this is an opportunity for, to give her a better limelight and something. Um, but, you know, whatever you want to do. But anyway, yeah, no, that's that's really awesome, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it was, it was fun watching her play the E.T. board game for, for an hour and a half. Uh, but Karen Page, Ryan, is a lawyer. Guess who else is a lawyer? Well, Karen, yeah, oh yeah, she ends up becoming a lawyer at the end. Yeah. She-Hulk's a lawyer. She-Hulk's she a lawyer. She-Hulk's a lawyer. And she, uh, she had quite a time this, uh, this episode because she has to be um, represented by somebody from her own firm. Yeah. And I love what the show is doing is is it's been taking professions slash mm -hmm. jobs that are known to be douchey and making fun of them. So obviously you got the lawyer thing because lawyers are known to be douchey people more times than not. Uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, you poke fun at all that. Last week, you all heard me rant and rave about how much I don't like magicians and we got to make fun of uh what was his name donnie storm 
Donnie Blaze. Uh, Donnie Blaze. Donnie yeah. Blaze. Yeah, we got to make fun of Donnie Blaze for being a craptacular magician who stole a sling ring. And now this week, we uh, get to poke fun, and hopefully we continue to do so, poke fun at another job that is, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't know if it probably sounds mean, but I don't care. Another job that is primarily douchey, which is social media influencers, because that's what Titania is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So we get to poke fun at that and just how fake and ridiculous it all is. And what a great way to make us love to hate a villain. Right? Like it writes yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh it's so good. I mean it's a fun I think this show is just the perfect level of storytelling and fun. Like it's it plays on so many character tropes and and oh my god, like Madison blew up, by the way. Like yes, anything she Hulk related now is Madison is like one of the first things that comes up. Um, and of, of course Wong scenes as well. Um yeah, it's uh it's pretty crazy, I'm not gonna lie. Um but yeah, this show is pretty fun. I love the trademark battle. I, I love the way the show plays on the journey of She-Hulk itself. But what's interesting, though, too, is is it's the reverse. Like, she's more resistant of She-Hulk than in the comics where she just, like, totally embraces it, which is really interesting. in the cartoon, too, she's just like, I love being She-Hulk. I love partying. Like, they they totally uh, did a 180 with that. And it makes for uh, an interesting twist on the character. I wouldn't, if you would have told me beforehand that that's what they were going to do, I would have questioned, like, is that going to work? Because it's mm-hmm. it's the opposite of what She-Hulk is, and we know that the pre-existing She-Hulk works. So is this going to work? But now, having been about, we're we're pretty much halfway through this uh, series now, it's working. At least it's working for me. I don't know. Is it working for you? It's working for me. Uh, honestly, this episode though too was pretty interesting because I when they went to the court scene. Uh, first of all, they introduced a, comic book, uh, a couple comic book characters in this in this episode. Uh, the first one they introduced was uh, the lawyer that represents She-Hulk. She's actually a character in the comics. She's um, she becomes a Jennifer Walters villain in the sense of being like the one of the best lawyers ever. Ah. Like she's like really good, and in the end, she ultimately be- becomes her boss. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, we'll talk about the other character a little bit down the road, but. Um, but yeah, Titania has been fun. I think it's she's she's fun. She's kind of like a Kim Kardashian kind of uh, kind of character, which is always nice to see in in a, in a sense of like how you can how you can adapt it to the story. And it's uh, I, I loved how cheeky that was that like she trademarked the name, uh, which is just so fun. And then uh, the other thing that's interesting about her story too is that like when it came down to they're like, okay, we're going to go to recess, but you have to be able to prove that you use the She-Hulk name, mm-hmm. that you were using it frequently before, you know, Titania took it. And I was like, oh man, does this mean she's going to go out and just like do something super heroic and like say she's She-Hulk? I'm like, is she going to get the costume in time? Like I was, when you sent me the text, I was kind of laughing at myself because I was like, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to see her She-Hulk mode. Um, but I love that they used the dating profile and how awkward that scene was. Like Isabel, Isabella has been a good kind of barometer for this whole thing because like, she's actually really enjoying the show. Oh, like, she glad. really enjoys it. Cool. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's been really funny to watch and, uh, yeah, no, I was just, I thought, I thought that was going to play out that way, but the, the dating thing was interesting because it's, I think it's starting to reinforce how better her life is as She-Hulk, which is, and I'm curious to see how Jennifer's going to deal with that. Yeah, maybe she's going to start feeling the way she feels in the cartoons, where it's like, I like this better, because I'm pretty sure, Ryan, next week is going to be when we see her, remember that really early promo of the show where she gets out of a car in like a beautiful silver gown and she goes to like some party? I feel yeah. like this dude, this fashion dude, he made her that gown. Like that's that's what we're seeing. She's gonna start embracing the fun. She's gonna start seeing like, ooh, I can have a great time and like live my life as this She-Hulk, and you know everything's great. Uh, she's already starting 
to uh, go down that road with what she tells her friend. Like, I, I'm never afraid to walk home alone anymore. Uh, I, I get the, you know, my hair looks great now. All these things that are like just little things, but they're adding up for her. And once all those pieces start adding up and coming into place, I mean, this episode was literally about her claiming her name. So it's just another piece to add to that. Then we're going to see her fully formed, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, and then we'll get that version of She-Hulk that we're all familiar with. So I really like that they're, they're not, they're doing it in this really cool way where they just build up to it first uh, and taking the time, because we do have these nine episodes, so they're taking the time with it. Uh, that makes me really, really happy. Yes, it does. Yes, it's, it's, I'm sure it's really living up to your pacing uh, for this mm. show because we're mid-season now. We're pat, we're, we just hit the mid-season mark. And, and But at the same time, it, again, for me, it's, it's what I would expect from a She-Hulk show, which is the lawyer stuff. And then and then superhero stuff on the side and that that kind of like I wasn't this this show is pretty much exactly what was, what I was expecting from it. It was honestly it's been kind of the perfect balance. Now am I a bit worried because we're mid season now and like we gotta okay we gotta strike while the iron's hot here. Like we're we're really cooking now. So we have a great show. Um, but to be fair, like obviously titania is her main villain but like how is this going to escalate to a point where they're going to throw down in in the classic hero versus villain kind of thing yeah i mean well thankfully we have four episodes left and we are getting the ball rolling on titania because you gotta remember if this was not any other marvel show we'd only have one episode left right so mm -hmm. th th we're mm -hmm. at the point where it's like we're like, oh, okay, we're about to see the end, but no, but you know, we, we still have this little time to stretch out before us, which is beautiful. So I think Titania is going to be there along with us for this ride, and she's going to show up, and she's going to be like, hey, what's up, Jen? I'm mad that you did this uh, this trial and you humiliated me and whatever. Because uh, they've said she has powers. They In this episode, they, they called her a they, they powered yeah, a mediocre superpower. Yeah. yeah, mediocre yeah. superpowered influencer. So she's got powers. We don't know where they came from, but that might be irrelevant. So it's not like she has to, like, it's not like we have to watch Titania go through this whole origin now where she's like, let me jump in this acid and see what happens. Like, she's already there. She could, the next episode could literally start with her knocking on Jen's door and punching her in the face and then we're in. So the, the Titania of it all is already happening i don't feel like, like we did have to wait a bit to get to her but i don't feel like we need to start it i feel like it has already started and it's underway so so uh my brother fantasia let me ask you this what are the odds that titania is gonna help jennifer walters recognize that to embrace her like she hulk ways that's a great question and it's i think it's perfect coming from her because she is an influencer so her whole thing is all about vanity right strength so, is beauty and beauty is strength yeah. <laughs> strength is beauty and beauty is strength that 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 slogan man that's her the way they the way they set up titania's whole site and her image and like just the way it's it's flawless flawless satire but yeah i think that um the idea of her influencing jen in a bad way could totally work because let's say Jen goes to this party that we see in this silver dress and Titania's like, you know what? You're not so bad. You remind me a lot of me. Uh, we should, you know, we should stop feuding and, and, and put our resources together, blah, blah, blah. And being a bad influence, because that's what influencers do is they influence. So if she's a bad influence to Jen and then something happens, whether Bruce comes back or Jen's friend or somebody, you know, gets her to kind of snap out of it and be like, you got to make your own choices here. Don't let this person dictate what you do. You be She-Hulk when it's right for you and you be Jen when it's right for you. Uh, but don't ever let it become a thing where one gets in the other's way. And definitely don't let it be because this lady said you should do it. Uh, so I, I think the odds of what you said happening, uh, they should happen. 
And I think they will. I think we're going to go with the 74%. What about you? Healthy, what do you think? That's a healthy number. It is a healthy I think, number. I think they've learned a lot from Black Panther in terms of villains. And I think that, uh, I think that, uh, that yes, I think it, actually the odds are pretty high that, uh, that this could happen because, because one thing that Titania is doing is she's, she's doing the opposite of what Jen's doing is that, Jen fights, runs away from attention and, and, and the tension that will define her and Titania embraces what defines her uh, and, and she really owns it. And I think through challenging She-Hulk uh, or Jennifer Walters, uh, Jennifer Walters is going to start to realize like, you know what, if, like if you can't like beat them in a way, you join them in, in the sense of like, she kind of, she's going to kind of start to be like, you know what? I, I, I don't want to be an anonymous lawyer now. You know what? Because being She-Hulk has allowed me to be like get these opportunities and move up and, yes. and be more out there. So I need to start embracing that strength is beauty and beauty is strength, right? Like I, I, I have a feeling that's how the conflict is going to be created. And, and, and it's a perfect conflict of that Marvel heart and soul that like embracing who you are and what, you know, embracing who you are in your past and everything and kind of bring it all together. It's a perfect kind of Marvel superhero, you know, story. And that's what we yeah. want to see. Right. I like that a lot. It's very sweet. Uh, and it, it's, uh, it's like mean girls. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, she's doing reconnaissance and being like, I'm going to pretend to be one of these mean girls just to mess with them. And the next thing you know, she's like, I kind of like this cause I get power and status and everything is great. And I dress nice. And, and that's uh, going to impact her relationship with the, the friends that are actually her friends. Uh, yeah. Now I'm looking forward to seeing this. They better. <laughs> 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 well, we still have, I think we still, we know we have a Matt Murdock cameo coming up uh, yeah. or at least an episode. I, I'm told it's going to be an episode, but, uh, but we'll see. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's from what I saw in the mid-season trailer, which I wish they never put it in. But uh, it looks like they're having that conversation from the comic. Comics, as mentioned before. Um, but yeah, so so speaking of She-Hulk embracing who she is, we get the uh, the um, we get the oh hey cabbage we get oh he does that's hi cabbage. Can you go? Fiona's entire head in his mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I can. Hi, Fantasia. Hello. I love you. I love you too. What? Can you guys, what? Can, what? Can, can you guys dye cabbages fur green while the show is running? <laughs> I, I can't. I, I would love to dye cabbages fur green, but that's animal abuse. We can't do that. You want to get in the camera? Here he is. Dog appearance. Dog cameo. Everybody doing the audio only is missing out on this cabbage action right now. <laughs> Cabbage is like, I have opinions about She-Hulk too. Why isn't it asking me? <laughs> so, so we have this like Edna Mode character uh, near the uh, near the end, yeah, uh, and, and, or well near the middle to the end, uh, where Pugs takes uh, takes Nikki to this underground uh, fashion hero designer, uh, which is which is super fun. Um, there's the funny black suit, uh, the black suit with the nipples, which is kind of like a Batman Forever nod. Um, but the interesting thing about this character is this character, uh, I think, is going to be a nod to Frogman. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Frogman. I forgot this yeah. guy's in the show, too. That's who this designer is? I think so, yes. Okay. Yeah, I believe that this character, uh, his name is uh, is Eugene Pal Palito, uh, and in the comics, he becomes the Frogman. Oh, so that's okay. kind of it's kind of setting up a character that we're going to see in this that Frogman in the trailer. That I think that's him wearing the suit that flies. That's cool. Um, I was going to ask you about this designer dude because I was like, he, he seems like a big deal, like somebody that they would take from the comics. Like, he doesn't seem like he's just made up for the show. And I totally mm -hmm. forgot Frogman was a thing. So 
we're getting a Frogman apparently in the next four weeks. Yes, we're going to get a Frogman, and Frogman was working on a specific uh, little helmet there, which was pretty interesting. A nice little quick nod there, which I'm pretty sure was our end credit sequence because, like, I don't know how you top that. Personally. Yeah, I guess so, because this is the only episode so far that has not had something after the credits. Uh, so right? Well, you moved it up. <laughs> They're like, oh, the order's ready. Daredevil's helmet. Like, it's yeah. just so... <laughs> It's just so out there. Um, yeah, the, the 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 yellow and red is coming soon to a uh, Disney Plus series near you, and uh, and we know it's coming now. It's out there, and again, like it's just uh, it just irks me that they put Daredevil in the trailer. Like, why? <laughs> why? Uh, nothing's a surprise. Well, you know what? They have continuously surprised us with stuff, so I get it. But uh, yeah, this because Daredevil's popping up in so many other things, like his own show and Echo and whatever. So mm -hmm. they could have just told us about those. And you're right, left him out of this trailer and then had that be like, oh, surprise, I'm here. But hey, it is what it is. Um, I'm happy he's going to be wearing yellow. Um, and I'm, I'm most happy, though, like all Daredevil aside, that this episode ended up being a Jennifer episode because uh, those are important and especially Jennifer and Titania because she's a big deal in this show I'm assuming so as much as I as much as the helmet was cool and as much as I love Wong and all that stuff I'm very glad that this is about our two leads essentially our, our hero and our main hero and our main villain because uh, we need that for storytelling. We need it. I don't know why I'm talking like Marlon Brando now, but it has to be a thing. It has to happen. Need it. <laughs> and the father becomes the son. Oh, my God. That's so. You've been holding out on me, man. Where's that Brando been? This is what? Our, like, 200th podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, actually. I don't know how many episodes has been. Um, yeah, no, I, I, oh, I love that. I, just Marlon Brando, man, Superman 1 and 2. Uh just be still my beating heart. <laughs> You'll be my first son. The son of Krypton. I, I love... I, oh, love uh, God <laughs> See, you got it too, man. You're, you're amazing <laughs> at it. Uh, yeah, no, it's, But yeah, so this show is shaping up really well. We're, we're at the mid-season points. So we have four episodes left of 30 minutes, 30-ish minutes each. Mm -hmm. So this show really needs to continue its positive momentum, but they need to start really hitting hard at some point, which is good because at the same time, like, I hope that three episodes, the last three episodes, like, probably, I can probably deal with one more kind of story building episode, but the next, like, the last three need to be hard-hitting, fun drops of stuff. Yeah, and it'd be nice if the last three skewed a little longer. Like if they were 40 minutes each, mm -hmm. just that little extra time makes a world of difference. It does, absolutely. Yeah, so here's so, hoping that's what we end up with. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping. I but in the end, it's it's been an absolute blast with the show. I'm I'm beyond impressed i couldn't be happier that they've done it this way mm -hmm. um you know and you gotta you gotta remember too before the show came out there was a lot of controversy if, if this show was gonna work they were really oh. concerned that they didn't know how it was gonna play out but you know i'm starting to realize when i hear stuff like that that either means it's gonna make or break like it's there's no there's no people just being like eh, it was good no i think this is one of those make or break shows easily yeah, and I'm sure everybody back in 2014 or whatever was like, they're making Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that going to work? That sounds mm -hmm. weird. And here we are. So, And here we are <laughs> where James Gunn's sitting on, uh, you know, this big... I actually watched Guardians while I was working a few few days ago, and it was, it was a fun ride. It was yeah. nonstop fun. That movie is a complete joy. Completely giant. I, if if the third one is as good as we hope it is, then that's going to go down in history as one of the best trilogies like ever. Um, and as a man, as a man who loves Ready Player One and also respects the art of trilogies, yes, it's going to probably be the best trilogy for you. For it's going to be a holy trilogy 
without quite if, if it ends up being as good as I hope it is. Uh, man, we already have two in this franchise, as far as I'm concerned. Captain America and Avengers are both holy trilogies, uh, and maybe even Spider Man. I think maybe no, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't so. even. I would not even debate Spider Man. That is a holy <laughs> yeah. trilogy. In in its, I I I still I am still debating if I'm gonna go see the extended, this extended cut. Um, yeah. but I don't think I am. I really don't think they're gonna have a lot to offer that's gonna be like. Yeah, I heard it's really not anything to write home about. Um, it's stuff that would have just been fine on a DVD, right? Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It it, uh, it it was a strange thing to do. I'm sure it puts more money in Sony's bank, but hey, I'm not, we'll we'll see it eventually. Um, I, I want to give a shout out though to Renee Elise Goldberry, who plays I don't know her name, but who plays Jennifer's lawyer in this episode because uh, she had first of all she's from hamilton she plays angelica skyler in hamilton she's got a kick-ass mm-hmm. voice she's amazing she can sing so fast uh but uh, she has in my opinion not only the funniest line in this episode ryan but one of the funniest lines we've gotten in the series so far where she's judging she hulk's attire and she's, she's basically saying you look like an nfl player who's contesting a dui <laughs> One hundred percent. The writing team, a hundred percent. That you, mm-hmm. you guys killed it. That's exactly how she looks. I believe her name is the character's name is Mallory Brook. Mallory Brook. All right. Yeah, it's it's Mallory. Uh, sorry, Mallory Book. Book. Okay, yes. I like books. So there we go. I know I'm gonna like her. Um, mm-hmm. Well, any other final thoughts on episode five, Ryan, before we wrap it up today? This show is awesome. Uh, I texted you how excited I was this morning. I, I again, I, I definitely foresee myself watching the series back to back, like once the whole thing comes out, because it's just been too much fun. Oh yeah, that this is the one that I've been wanting to rewatch the most so far, and it's not even done yet. So yeah, I'm in agreements. Yeah. Like Loki, <laughs> Loki was the only other one that I that I definitely wanted to rewatch, but I didn't rewatch every single episode. But I watched like the last, I think it was the last two or three, um, or no, sorry, it was the first episode, and then the second last and last episode was the one I watched because it was just that was just pure, absolute amazingness. I thought I was going to get back to Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I didn't get back back as quickly or as excited. Um, I mean, I'm excited that they're still continuing with the Isaiah Bradley story and like how he was a Captain America at one point. Right. Because if you do it, if you do it right, and you if because like that episode was amazing, but it didn't give it enough time. Like if you, they should have given that character a lot more screen time um and like and actually did some visuals from like when he was telling his story but um which would have been really cool kind of like the same kind of flashbacks uh which i'm i understand would be time consuming but if if isaiah bradley had the um had the same kind of flashbacks cap did in the first avengers movie that would have been really cool as he was telling the story yeah, that would have been neat. Well, I think I heard through the grapevine that he's apparently in New World Order. He is. No, yeah. he's confirmed to be there. He was He was one of the people standing there. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. So this grapevine I'm talking about is a grape field that everybody yes. had access to. Uh, you were you were in the grape field. I was in, it was a, a giant vat of wine that we were all swimming in together is what it was. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so maybe we'll get that. Because Isaiah Bradley really was a cool character, and he was one of the standout new characters on that show. I actually have not gone back and watched. Uh, sorry, I've not gone back and rewatched any of the shows yet. So I'm really excited to do that, particularly with WandaVision, because that's mm-hmm. still my favorite one. And just to get to do that, uh, sit in that pilot seat and already know where the plane is going, and just kind of watch it with that perspective, because it really the weekly release schedule really plays well in the rewatchability thing. Uh, oh, absolutely. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm watching through the MCU right now, but I'll watch like the movies as I work, just because like I've, like I said, I've seen most of them and everything. Yeah. Um, but the movies are definitely really time consuming. Like you can't like, like for me, like sometimes I have to pause. I and I hate to pause and leave a movie and then like 
come back sometimes. Yeah. But um, but like I said, I've seen these movies like a trillion times. Like I I know I like once I start seeing a scene, I can start like you know re, re, reciting the lines kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, I find the Disney Plus series. I can't wait to get to that part because it's it's a lot more digestible. Yes, and it's a different experience because you didn't get to see it that way the first time around. With movies, you're always kind of seeing it the same way. So no. it's almost like two things in one. Uh, that's why I do prefer the weekly releases to just binging things, though I will admit I binged the hell out of Cobra Kai Season 5, Ryan, because that is still to this day one of the greatest TV shows ever made. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. My God. I don't know if you've watched it yet, but... It is beautiful. It is glorious. Uh, season one, Isabella and I loved every second of it, and we like binged it as hard as we could. And then season two, Isabella bailed, and once she bailed, that ruined my opportunities of finishing a show. Oh no! <laughs> or sorry, it doesn't ruin. It just it just diminishes my opportunities to to get through it because I have right. to watch it on my own time. Right. Uh, so you haven't. You've only seen season one. I've seen all the way up to season four. Oh, okay. All right. So it just it took you some time. It takes it takes me a lot longer, yeah. But I I, I will get around to it. I I honestly, one thing I will say about Cobra Kai is that it never that, dies. Cobra Kai never dies. Uh, that is a really great example on how to revive a cult classic and build on strictly lore. Yes, that's what the show does. It focuses on the lore of the whole percent. world. It, and to me, it's still the best legacy sequel that's ever been made. Absolutely. And that's why, like, that's why, like, that and, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure this is a bit more controversial, but, like, Ghostbusters Afterlife, like, you focus <laughs> on, you focus on how it's, you focus on the consequences it's, it's made to the world. And, and you you use a character that will connect everything from like old generation to new generation and kind of use that character as the vessel to bring it through. But Cobra Kai, like it's it's easy to say it's super hard to do, but Cobra Kai did it. That's all yeah. I can say. Cobra they, Kai did it. They found a way. It's and you like, can tell they they love those movies. Oh yeah, like, but that's and the other craziest thing about it is like, if you were to just watch those three movies and then look at the show, you would be like, like if you watched the show first and went back to the movies, you'd be like, the movies gave you nothing. Like the movies gave you a story about a kid, and that's it. Like that's as far as you can take it. This gave it a whole like turf war story about Vietnam and like, you know, why the guy was the way he was like they built out an entire lore around the karate kid. And it, if you say that out loud, it sounds stupid. <laughs> like it sounds so stupid, but then you watch the show and you're like, that is brilliant. It's inconceivable how well that show has done i i can't i i'm i'm covered yeah. to life as far as i'm concerned uh, honestly like you could take you could easily try to do the same thing with princess bride and it's it would be hit or miss like yeah like because like it's just but it's the, that's just my point like you do you have this one movie you have the all these great characters but all you know is the context of the movie that's it right Apparently, the people who created the show, the next thing they want to tackle is Ferris Bueller. Uh, and that's what they're working on right now. Yeah. <laughs> How? How? That's like, that's like tackling, that's like tackling the breakfast club. Yeah. Like, I don't, like uh, it's one movie. Apparently, from what I read, it's not even going to have, it's, at least for now, it's not going to focus on the main characters. It's going to focus on what different side characters were doing on the same day that Ferris was skipping school. So like the two guys who, who steal the Ferrari, some of the kids in the class, like etc. cetera. Uh, so it's going to be different from what they've done with Cobra Kai, but that's, that's their next sort of game plan once they're done. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
I love that. I would love to sit down with that creative team and just, I'd be like, teach me, teach me. I'm, your, I'm a boy yeah. slate. A thousand like, percent. Oh my God. But uh, that, we, no, that, that and the Rick and Morty team, but like, yeah, yeah. we, we got to start a Cobra Kai podcast. It's, that's gotta happen. Uh, all right. So where can the people find you when you're not in the dojo uh, defending the Agudo's honor? Uh, I, <laughs> Uh, well, you can find me waxing on and waxing off at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Xbox Canada. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Crusader Online. And you can find me just being my old self on Instagram at Ryan J. Whitehead. Yeah, and you can find me on Titania's website buying facial creams that are not FDA approved. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Fantasia and on the Andrew Fantasia YouTube channel and here and on the Bubble Scum Podcast Network as well. So until next week, until She-Hulk episode six, uh, first of all, I want to wish you, sir, a very, and, and Isabella, a very wonderful, happy, amazing uh, party on Monday. I'm so sorry again, I kind of be there to party with you guys like a rock star, but I just hope you have an amazing time and it's everything you want. Thank you very much. You will be sorely missed. Um, you know, it's going to be, a, you know, we have one last week before we, uh, everything gets going. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, but it's been a long time coming and we really need to get this uh, reception done. I know, right? Oh, jeez. Oh. But thank you so much. We're, we're very much looking forward to it. Awesome. I hope it's great, sir. And I hope you and everybody else has a marvelous day.